Welcome to Medical Matters Weekly with Dr. Trey Dobson, presented by Southwestern Vermont Healthcare and Catamount Access Television. Welcome, everybody. Today is March 16th, 2022. I'm Trey Dobson, Chief Medical Officer at Southwestern Vermont Medical Center and an emergency medicine physician with Dartmouth Hitchcock Health. And this is Medical Matters Weekly, a show about the aspects of healthcare that matter to you most. And I am sorry, we're running a few minutes late here for those of you who are watching a, a live feed. It's just so gorgeous outside. We went outside to play and came in a little bit late uh, and then ran into some technical difficulties with setting up our program today. But uh, it looks like it's 319. We're just uh, 19 minutes behind and we will get going. My guest today that I'm so excited about is Kimberly Warren. Uh, Kim facilitates the community care team at Southwestern Vermont Medical Center and has been here for quite a long time. When did you start at SVMC, Kim? So I actually started um, in September of 2001. Wow. That was before the pandemic, I think. <laughs> quite a bit, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming on the show. We're excited. You've worked in uh, multiple areas at SBMC. I have them listed here. Um, some of them include a patient coordinator, a mammography tech assistant, uh, and an administrator of the screening uh, for brief uh, intervention and referral to treatment program in the emergency department. You graduated from SVC in 2013 with a bachelor's degree in healthcare management. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. Um, and you've enrolled in a master's in social work at Chamberlain University. How's that going? It's going great, actually. Very well. It's keeping me busy. <laughs> is it? Is it all virtual? It's all online. Yes. Oh, um, wow. Actually, most of it. Um, you know, we'll have to do, um, you know, intern internships here, probably about a year into the program. So I'm, I'm only a, a few classes into it right now. I got you. And also served on the Six Sigma team, which uh, really did a great job of facilitating the reopening of the Breast Health and Imaging Center. And for those of you in the audience that uh, have heard that term but aren't really familiar with Six Sigma, we use Six Sigma in healthcare uh, quite a bit. Uh, we uh, hope to be using it more uh, throughout the nation, certainly here locally um, with Dartmouth Hitchcock at the Performance Improvement, Process Improvement Strategy. Uh, you know, that came out of uh, Toyota industry and other places. And it's just been phenomenal at improving processes in our system. So I'm glad you participated on that. Kim, are you involved in other Six Sigma projects at the moment? I am not. I am not. They take a lot of time, but they do <laughs> uh, do some great. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're from and then eventually how you ended up at SVMC. So um, I'm actually, um, I'm born and raised right here in the area. I live in um, Shaftesbury. Um, I, uh, I have uh, one sister and three brothers, um, come from quite a large family. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, um, you know, nothing too exciting, but, um, you know, we, you know, we had a gr great time uh, when we were all kids. You know, we had a lot of uh, woods, wooded areas in uh, where we lived. Uh, no cell phones, no internet, you know, with three channels, six, 10 and 13. Uh, so you had to make up your own fun. So we spent a lot of uh, time outdoors. Um, I would be probably considered um, the child with lots of energy. Um, I was actually the one that was always at the emergency department getting stitched up. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, um, but born and raised right here. Um, 
Uh, not sure what but you got into healthcare. Um, How did you get um, into, into healthcare? So practically my entire family is in healthcare. Um, I have a, uh, my mother who's still employed here. She's been here for 36 years. Uh, she works in the, um, the lab as a phlebotomist. I have a sister who um, has been here for 32 years. Um, she's a unit coordinator um, in um, somewhere around in same day, um, maybe even endo. Um, and I have a brother who does echocardiograms here. Um, my great, great grandfather actually was a physician here. Um, I think around like 1918 um, was a real big um, uh, reason of, you know, how SBMC has gotten to where it is today. Um, so my whole family's in healthcare. <laughs> Um, yeah. That's so fascinating. I actually didn't know. I mean, I knew that your family's in healthcare. I didn't know the number of years there. I hope you get a discount at the employee cafeteria. <laughs> I should, right? right? <laughs> well, that, that is fantastic. Um, tell me a little bit about the community care team and, and what that means. So the community care team um, is, is basically um, a pretty good sized group um, and it involves uh, medical staff um, from here at the hospital, as well as representatives um, from uh, many of our community, um, community agencies. We primarily focus um, on individuals with substance abuse and mental health disorders. Um, and each month I um, hold um, a, a monthly meeting where we all um, are at the table, um, you know, talking about some of our more complex cases. Um, and we devise plans and carry out um, necessary um, services that uh, an individual might need. So for the, those in the audience that are hearing this and trying to piece this together, you know, substance abuse, uh, it is an incredibly complicated uh, problem. It's so prevalent, uh, along with other mental health um, you know, issues. And without a team of folks that are concentrated and regularly caring for, for individuals, there's just little hope of people returning to being uh, you know, contributing members and proactive in society. And yet with a team that's focused, it's remarkable um, getting people uh, who, who are running into problems, mental health issues, which are prevalent, so prevalent right now, you know, back to being highly functioning, uh, motivated people is you know, extremely important in healthcare. It's a big part of healthcare. We, you know, we think about uh, the, the true medical issues and yet yeah, sometimes the mental health aspects get pushed to the side and having a team is really the answer of which, you know, Kim is a, a huge part of and has been um, instrumental in helping uh, in, in our organization. And, and actually tell me, is this something that's common throughout the country or is it unique to SVMC? So it, it's not, um, it, it's not common um, for um, hospitals to have uh, these sorts of programs, but um, it's not actually unique to um, the hospital um, either. Um, this program um, was actually created by Billy Allard, um, who's retired now, but uh, she is the administrative director of um, population health and transitions of care. Um, she saw this program, I think, on one of the magnet um, applications. Um, of course, we're a five-time uh, magnet hospital, and I think it was probably either the second or third um, application that this was discovered um, and implemented. 
Um, but yeah, um, it's it's not the norm. I know we have um, we do have a, a, a couple hospitals kind of have reached out to us to kind of see what we do here. Um, so we've been um, kind of directing um, a couple um, a couple of the hospitals um, that have contacted us. So how from a, from a patient's perspective, then what does the program look like? So the program is very patient centered. Um, it is all about um, they're the, they're the experts in their life um, and what they need. Um, I'm there sort of to guide them and to make things a little bit easier. Um, often um, individuals have a lot of housing uh, and food insecurities, uh, no income. Um, and if they do have income, they may have um, social security disability or social security supplemental income, but may have a lot of issues. A lot of times there's renewals that um, don't happen. And so you have to, um, you know, try to re, um, re open those cases back up. Sometimes they're easy, sometimes they're not. Um, so yeah, we, um, we, we, and we move very, um, it's like I said, it's all about the patient. We move as quickly or as slowly as they would like. Um, some of my clients um, are able to uh, take on more tasks than others. Um, and a lot of times uh, those tasks involve me, um, you know, making calls with them. I may, um, I get a lot of requests to attend um, primary care appointments. Um, yeah. The nice thing about my program is it's, um, I don't have a lot of restrictions. Um, it's very flexible. I've done everything from uh, move people to, um, to get them, uh, getting them airline tickets uh, to uh, get them to family um, that can care for them, care for them a little bit um, more that, you know, more supports that they have um, elsewhere than they do here. Um, I've moved people from one hotel to the next. Um, so pretty much nothing is, um, you know, nothing's really off the table. To, so I, I, I'm happy that I have a lot of flexibility in this program. Do you, do you see a, and have to deal with a lot of the uh, negative connotations and stigma associated with substance abuse? Um, I think I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you know, People do make, um, you know, you do hear a lot of comments out in the community um, <clears throat> for say, um, you know, uh, thinking, you know, people, you know, why aren't they working? And, um, and so, yeah, so I, I try to, you know, when I'm able to um, kind of, you know, redirect them to, you know, we all have, you know, times in our lives where things don't exactly go as planned um, and having, you know, someone to, to guide you and to support you is, you know, is the key um, to being successful. Um, so yeah, we, it, it sadly, um, it, you do hear a lot of that, so. Right, I, I think substance use disorder uh, and mental health issues, uh, I, I, I'm hoping now that the, that the, you know, community is waking up, not our community, but just the population to understanding this can happen to anyone, it can happen to family mm -hmm. and friends. And without these resources, without you and what you and your team do, um, there's you know just such little support for these individuals. So how do you come across? Like how does an individual get into this system uh, and get the support from the community care team? 
Um, so there's a couple different ways. Um, so um, someone who comes to the emergency department might be identified um, as a potential um, community care team um, participant. And upon uh, discharging, that um, will generate a referral to me. Um, that's one way. The other way, um, sometimes um, patients who are admitted onto the floors, um, I may get a referral from um, one of the social workers. I also take um, referrals from um, community partners. Um, I've had a few self-referrals, um, you know, a friend of a friend or a client of a client. Um, so um, pretty much um, the only, you know, I got to say the only restrictions, you know, some, a lot of people will often ask me, um, you know, well, how do you, you know, who's, who meets criteria? And I, and I can say that the the only thing is that, you know, the person has to be um, able to get to me and meet me in the community or meet me here at the hospital. So if somebody, um, you know, isn't able to walk or is on oxygen, um, those wouldn't be um, appropriate referrals. But um, certainly I tell um, everyone, if you're unsure, just send the referral. I can certainly get um, that person to the right, um, the right person to be taking care of you. Um, do you get referrals? Which I do a lot of. A lot of... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Do you get referrals from, from primary care physicians in the community? I do. Um, I, uh, I do. Not as many as, per se, from the ER or, um, mm -hmm. you know, on the floors or from the community partners. But, um, but and a lot of times, I think we're already involved with them. Um, you know, with the referral has already come by, um, has come to me. So, um, but yeah, I do get um, from some of our blueprint nurses that are um, stationed in some of our our, um, our sites, um, like Pownall and, um, but yes. Well, you know, for, for the audience again here to understand, you know, one of the, what we're talking about here, it's actually been a theme on, on many other of our, of our podcast shows, um, is that there's not one organization that should be you know, uh, driving or taking care of this population. It's got to be a group of organizations that have their different strengths, their different places and cater to different needs. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we're describing here is, is a way to get into the entire community system, which is typically done uh, through, uh, through a hospital encounter as, as, as we're discussing. There's many other ways people get into the system through United Counseling Services, Turning Point, uh, many other organizations out there. And you meet regularly and they're actually a part of the team. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, and, and it is, you know, it is very difficult um, to manage, um, you know, someone with who has a lot of complex issues. Mm -hmm. And I try to, um, you know, explain it as sort of like a piece of a, a puzzle. Um, you know, all of our community partners are at the table and everybody takes a piece of um, a piece of something and together we work to um, piece the piece the puzzle back together um, and so and I you know I gotta say um, it's been um, I got the greatest community partners um, we work so well together um, some that I actually have um, you know friends outside of here um, outside of the hospital so it's been um, a pleasure working with all of the community partners. Um, it couldn't be really, it takes, it takes all of us to do this job. Well, that's great to hear. It's great to hear that we have it. Um, you know, these programs are always uh, close to being on the chopping block. When you look at finances from a legislative standpoint, you know, they're not self-sustaining. Certainly 
Um, you know, the hospital just can't uh, afford to, to cover all these things. UCS can't afford it. It's, it's a group effort and, and it goes all the way up to the legislature. So if you are listening to this and you know of people who, um, who have benefited from the program, it's really important to talk to your local uh, political representatives to continue to fund initiatives like this. You know, it, it, in the end, it, it again, it helps so many people and gets them you know, back to work, back into society, back to uh, finding joy uh, in, in the world and, and existing in a way that they are not so hampered by these mental health issues. And, and it's been talked about a lot since the pandemic because we know there's this wave of mental health issues coming from minor things to severe psychiatric uh, illness. And I just wanna say thank you for all the work you're doing and, and others that are on this team. Um, tell us a success story that uh, it, it would be good for us to hear. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, this is um, actually one of the stories I actually tell most often. Um, and this is a story of an individual who um, was homeless, um, was having some food and housing, um, well, housing insecurities, but food, financial. Um, he was getting um, social security disability, was having some issues around that. Um, he was a very high utilizer of the emergency department. He often um, came in for abdominal pain. Um, and I want to say he probably had around 50 ER visits um, in this particular year. Um, so I worked very hard with him, um, was able to house him. We fixed his, um, you know, social security issues, got him where he needed to be. Um, however, we had to work on the, um, the high utilization. So teaching him. Um, how to use his primary versus coming to the ER. Um, and um, he would often say, oh, I come to the ER, but nobody does anything. And I'm like, oh, that's not necessarily true. Um, you know, you come in, we evaluate you. Um, the necessary testing um, has taken place and um, you're medically, you know, cleared and you're ready for discharge. So um, after working with him for probably extensively for a year, um, I was able to um, really um, connect him with his primary. Um, and uh, he ended up, um, you know, and, and I also explained to you, you know, you get to your primary, they may, um, you know, send you to a specialty doctor. Um, and, um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, and the following year, I think he, he went down to five visits um, five ER visits for that year. So from 50 to five was, was pretty significant. <laughs> wow. Um, well, order of magnitude is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the work that's done by the team is no different than, than other medical work that limits suffering, you know, whether it's psychiatric suffering, uh, suffering due to um, substance use disorder or suffering due to other things we see in the emergency department. Um, that might be termed more medically. So it's so necessary in our community. You hear about it um, around, the, around the country and any efforts we can do uh, will just help in that suffering or limit that suffering. Um, what, do you, what do you like most about your work? Which is kind of a similar question to tell us the success story, but you may have a different answer. Um, you know, I love that I get to meet, um, I'm meeting new people all of the time. Um, you know, my job is very flexible. Um, sometimes I feel guilty, you know, when I meet people, um, 
you know, for say it's Stewart's out on the picnic table on a beautiful day. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not just um, about me teaching them. Um, you know, they teach me a lot about um, life as well. So um, I'm always learning. Um, I love that I'm able to, um, that I am able to learn from them. And um, this job, um, like I said, there's always something that you've, um, that you come across that you haven't learned or you haven't dealt with. Um, so I'm always gaining um, experience as well. So um, yeah, love that, you know, like I said, it's, it's always a learning experience. That's no great. day is the same. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kim, for joining us today on Medical Matters Weekly. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'd also like to thank Mike Cutler from CAT TV, Ray Smith from Southwestern Vermont Healthcare, Ashley Jowett from Southwestern Vermont Healthcare. I'm Trey Dobson. Go out and find joy in everything you do, even in the face of adversity. And we will see you next week. Thank you.